Okay, got it. Ready? <clears throat> You're listening to Paul Elmore. Paul Elmore. <laughs> Final week, everybody. Thanks for enduring all the way through seven weeks here. Um, if we remember how this goes, this is about overcoming limiting beliefs. For those who are confused about what this series is about, by the end of this series, tonight, you'll no longer be limited by the toxic stories you've been telling yourself, and you'll know exactly how to do the thing that's been scaring the crap out of you. What's that process? What's, how do you do it? Do you remember? By finding a guide and doing what they say over and over and over again and then sharing it with others. Welcome to, the, welcome to the night. It's okay to put out there the progress you've been making even if you haven't achieved the goal yet, even if you haven't reached perfection, stardom, Pulitzer Prizes, um, new business ventures. It's okay to say, here's where I've gotten so far. This is what I've tried, and here's what I've learned. Here's how it's turned out. Here's how it hasn't turned out. And that's what we're going to be doing tonight. Last week, again, for those who are stuck in the eclipse traffic, um, we spent some time talking through Romans and the process of enduring difficulty. What do we do with, dif with um, disappointment, with suffering, with struggling? And this idea of instead of trying to escape it, learning how to embrace it, because what does it do? It refines us, it transforms us, and allowing that to happen rather than trying to get to comfort as soon as possible. So that was last week in a nutshell. This week, I'm not going to introduce any more new principles. This week, it is all you guys. I, we get to sit, and we get to hear, and we get to listen. And for those who are still going, I think I'm ready to ask for a guide. <laughs> and, and it took till week seven. That is okay. As long, how long ever it takes, it doesn't matter. If you want to say, I still need some help with something, or can someone offer me some direction or guidance in this, you can come up and you can ask for that as well. If that's something you've been chewing on, thinking about, contemplating, working through, all those things. Or if you have already tried something, if you and your guide have been working together and you've got some level of progress or a, an update or what that process has been like for you, we'd like to hear that as well because that is where we grow. That's where we change. We get to, we get to be encouraged by the struggles, by the successes, by the failures of other people. And we're that in the process. So that's what tonight is. It's super easy. Um, as well as questions for those who just have, hey, Paul, you said this on week two or week five. I got, can you clarify more on that? We, you can always throw a question out and say, you know, what did you mean by this or what about this scenario? And I'm more than happy to kind of talk through those and process through that as well. Does that make sense? So, any questions? Okay. Then let's get started. I would love to hear um, stories. I know someone is ready to go. You ready to start? Come on up. Here we go. Ah, this is what we walked through again, this idea of identifying what you want, identifying the obstacles in your way. And tonight we're going to be sharing with the group. This is someone who found a guide, and then they're going to risk doing what they say and reporting back to the group.
we'll see which is real sensitive here. All right. We have two people. This is fun. Here you go. Introduce yourself to everybody. I'm Birgit. And this is? Holly. Who's who? Who's the guide and who's the learner? I am not the guide. That's Holly. <laughs> Although it kind of started with Birgit being the guide. How so? Um, it was night two Kay. of the series, and um, something you said stirred up some very big feelings mm. in me. Mm. And um, for whatever reason, I, I thought that Birgit was a safe person to, to talk to about nice. that. Very nice. And she encouraged me with her experience with big feelings and um, how to approach that and, and deal with it. So she, she gave me some guidance. And in that same conversation, she mentioned something that she was struggling with that. Which is what? What were you wanting to learn? I um, diffused a lot of big ideas into one kind of smaller one, which was uh, financial stability. That was something that I wanted really, really bad. And all the steps it takes to get there are really scary to me. So, so what did you do? So I told Holly that that's what I wanted. And she said, I actually kind of know how to do that. <laughs> I actually can help you with that. So what have you guys done? Because we haven't heard your stories. You guys, neither one of you have been up oh. here. You, you did this all on your own, stealthy from the back. Well done. A little caveat, we knew each other before. Fair enough, that's helpful. Yep. Um, we have been meeting at coffee shops um, to go through what it means to set up a budget and then nice. what it means to come back two weeks later and um, talk about how much I tanked <laughs> on setting up a budget and how to do it better. Nice. But I think the first thing that we did was, like, I needed to know what financial stability meant to Birgit. So the first time we met, we didn't really even work on a budget at all. We just sort of talked about what that meant to her because her idea of financial stability was probably gonna be different than mine. Um, and so I needed to know that before I could help her achieve that goal. Yeah, yeah. So Holly, what's it like being the guide, being asked to kind of walk someone through that process? Do you like holding yeah, so um, it actually feels really good um, because I'm somebody who has needed and continues to need a lot of guidance in my own ways and for my own things. And, um, and sometimes that can leave you feeling like you don't have a lot to offer. Um, and so it's been really good for me to be in a relationship where, but also, you know, Birgit has a, a lot to offer me as well. And so it's sort of this, is symbiotic the right word? Where yeah. we have different strengths and, um, but, it, but it's felt really good to feel like I had something yeah. useful for someone else. Very nice. And what's it like being the guidee? Terrible. It's so <laughs> awful. Um, how, how so? So, I don't ask for help very well, um, mostly because I grew up in a system that said you never get to ask for help. You just have to know how to do everything you need to do perfectly the first time. Um, so, 
I'm really bad at asking for help, and then I'm even worse at accepting help mm. um, because it's just hard, and I have to be in a very different state than, I don't know, most of my roles every single day. So, yeah. And you've lived to tell the tale. And I've lived to tell the tale, and still living, and still doing, and watched as I tanked again. You don't know about that yet. <laughs> we'll talk about that on Monday. Um, but it felt different because it didn't feel like I tanked and I totally failed and I see I can't do this and this is never going to work out and I should probably just give up now and run away. It was more like, oh, yeah, I totally tanked. I could probably look at all the ways that I did so we could talk about it and then make a new plan and then keep going forward. So that was a lot different than many other times. Yeah. Wow, wow. Ladies, thank you so much. You guys are remarkably wonderful to take this on your own and to just do it kind of stealthily in the back. Thank you so much. Well done. Well done. I didn't see any shame. I didn't see any hesitation. I didn't see, I, I saw honesty. Yeah, I tanked twice. Okay. And how can I redeem this? How can I keep learning? How can I keep going? That is the power of relationship. That's the power of finding a guide. That's the power of having someone go, yep, you screwed up, and here's the way out of that again. Sometimes we can't see it because our own stuff gets in the way. Thank you so very, very much. That is wonderful. Somebody else, someone else who, <clears throat> come on up. Thank you. Nice to see you. Say hi to everyone. Hi everyone, I'm Corey. Yep. And how can we help tonight? I live about six blocks east of here. Okay. And I left today and I said, I am going to figure out what I'm gonna say. Okay. Yeah, because I blocks. write things, I write something different every week. It's a different thing to focus on every week. And then I go for it, and I'm like, that's not really it. Not catching it, huh? Yeah. So what did you land on today? Coming here. Coming here? Yep. Coming down here and help, asking for some help. Okay. In, in what area? I think career causes me the biggest stress in life. How so? <clears throat> I'm worried about financial position now and in the future or career growth, I think. Okay. You can lift the microphone just a little bit. There you go. Um, that's still fairly broad. <clears throat> what specifically, do you want a new career? Do you want to get better at the career you do have? Do you, need to, do you need to find a career? Do you? I sell construction accounting software. You sell a construction accounting software? Yes. Do yes. you like selling construction accounting software? Some days I do. Okay. But this, uh, might have customers in here. <laughs> <laughs> do not divulge any proprietary information. Just give that little caveat yeah. there. Why would you want 
to, again, do you want to get better at selling construction accounting software? Do you want to sell other accounting software? Do I'm you... looking for Monday morning to not feel so bad. Got it. What do you think's making Monday morning so bad? It, starts, it starts super early. Uh, it's just, I, I need some help in the organization, just find, teasing out some of this direction, because I have lots of interests, lots of talents, lots of direction, and picking a focus for me has always been nearly impossible. Why do you think that is? What's the limiting belief that's getting in the way or keeping you from jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing? <clears throat> I don't like feeling stuck. I don't want to make a commitment and then not have to. Yeah. And then, you know, then you're stuck with it. Yeah. So don't commit to anything. Keep, your, keep as many options open as possible, which now means you can't get good at any of them. Might be correct. Yeah, that stinks, doesn't it? It's an incredibly common, it's an incredibly um, prevalent mindset, not just with jobs. I've seen that a lot in dating. I've seen that a lot in relationships. I don't want, to, if I pick one person, what if someone better comes along? What if something else better comes along? And it comes back down to this idea of scarcity again, the scarcity mindset of if I, if I have this, I'm gonna miss out on something over here and I'll never, ever, ever get it, so I don't want to miss out on this, so I'll, I'll not sign up for this. Where do you think the scarcity piece came from, that there isn't enough good stuff out there for you to try <clears throat> or do or experience? Any guesses? And if you can't find it, it's okay. Generally throughout history, people continue to fight. People continue to fight. Greed continues to win out. We are destroying our national parks. Uh, more and more people are working more and more hours to get less, less food on the table. You know, it's, computers came out 30 years ago and were supposed to make everybody's lives easier. And now we work more and are more disconnected from people. And I struggle with that. And it's like, how much, so in figuring this out, do I want to get really good at construction software or have I got myself into this situation where it's now time to change and figure something else out that is more in line with sp spreading the gospel, the good news, the good news in all of this. It happened 2,000 years ago and continues to happen today. It's a very unlikely story that we're standing here in a church in America in 2017. Like yeah. There's whole things that had to happen. And so to spread that story. So how would it feel to you if you were the most prevalent, well-known, influential construction accounting software person out there who had a voice and power to communicate not just good accounting software, but also um, you've created good relationships, good connections with people so you can speak into their lives and speak eternal truths into their lives. Do you wanna, do you wanna be? Sounds like a conflict of interest. <laughs> Sounds, uh, how so? How is construction accounting software 
I'm not a really good salesperson yet. So I mean, I'm in sales for the first time, so it's all new. Like, Got it. you know, there's stress to get numbers. There's financial obligations. There's all these shifts. Do you like being a salesman? Yes and no. <laughs> so suffering really resonates. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And the yes and no answer sounds like you're keeping all your options open. <laughs> do I like being a salesman? Not really, but I do think that you have to sell. Like, it's it's just a natural. It's a good skill to have. It's a good skill to have. But it's a great thing to practice. Sure. If you're it selling is. Th something that you love and that you're passionate about, sales is the best job in the world. If it's something that you stumbled upon or at a place that's paying the bills, it's not always the best. So it sounds like, number one, do you, again, do you like being a salesman and you just want to sell a different product? Or is this the first time you've been in sales? I sold corn when I was in seventh grade. Sold corn? It, really? Yep. yep. And were you passionate about corn? I'm from Iowa. We're all passionate about <laughs> corn. <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of other corn vendors trying to sell corn in Iowa. Competition's fierce. Competition's okay. fierce. There's nothing wrong with being a salesman. There's nothing wrong with being a, a construction account software guy. It is what do we do with it, and again, aligning it up with what resonates best with you. And it sounds like that, that well, it actually sounds like your story might be similar to my story, which was I actually worked in real estate for a while. I was the world's worst realtor, hands down, across the board, sucked at it. I mean, terrible, terrible realtor, because I had a hard time going out, and this is back in the late 90s, um, just before the, the crash happened, um, and watching these couples get into massive amounts of debt for paying for houses they couldn't afford, and I talked them out of buying houses. You don't meet your numbers as a realtor because my, the eternity-based thing in my head kicked in and, and I couldn't go against that internal wiring that I had, which is I want people to be financially responsible. I want them to, to be moral. I want them to be a pro. I don't, want them to get the, I don't want to be responsible for getting into problems later on. I feel bad about I was a horrible realtor. Terrible, terrible realtor. And when I recognized it, I actually learned about it because I was sitting in the bottom, dankest corner of this real estate office in the very worst desk for the very worst realtor, right here, spending more time building um, brochures and, 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 and flyers because I liked doing the design aspect of it rather than actually talking to people about buying houses. Again, gets in the way of selling houses. And I can remember, it was like a Tuesday, about two o'clock in the afternoon, I was typing on the computer and building this thing. And I can remember just stopping. My hands froze against the key, above the keyboard and I looked up. I can remember looking around. I was the only one in this bottom. I mean, it was a, no windows. It was like a dungeon. And I go, Paul, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You are a terrible realtor. It's okay to just say, this isn't, you tried it, you failed, you failed, Beautifully. I mean, when it comes to the, the definition of massive failure, I was it. And it's now time to just be done. 
And so I can remember closing the laptop, packing up the bag. And in real estate, I don't know for those who are in real estate, there's something called the walk of shame. For those who can't cut it as a realtor, they're often mocked and teased because they do the walk of shame. They have the box full of stuff from their desk. And you walk out and everyone goes, there's one more who didn't make it. <laughs> and so that kind of keeps you from, keeps you in the industry. Now again, if you're a realtor, uh, this isn't against you. This is about me as a realtor. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And I finally can said, I'm just going to do the walk of shame. I'm just going to get it over with. Let's just do it so I can just get on to the next thing. And the minute I did that, it was like, oh, okay, that feels good. And I came up with the next thing. And again, I had a wife and kids I had to support. I couldn't just walk away that, that very day. But inside, the shift changed. And it's like, I know what I want to do now. Or I know what I don't want to do now, for sure. Does that resonate at all of, you like sales, you don't like selling construction, accounting software, ish? Ish, ish. Okay. Um, what other questions would you guys ask him? What are you hearing and seeing in this? Hold on a second, let's see. Is our, hello, hello. Catch. I don't know if it worked. Yeah, there it is. I'm always getting myself into things. <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds like you want to sell Jesus more than anything. Is that right? Some days. Some days. Okay. You had an idea? Or a question? Yeah, well, um, I mean, it's always, no matter, it's always, life is, we're not always in the mood for that thing that we need to do, but I mean, I think possibly there is something that you know that you're very talented at and you know that it's a gift. And uh, so the question is, why are you not doing that thing? Do you have an answer for that? Do you know why you're selling construction hardware and software instead of pursuing something else? Because I actually am pretty good at it. Okay. It's, I'm uniquely good. It just it doesn't really hit the soul connection, which is pretty millennial of me. I recognize. <laughs> uh, Do you know what the soul connection is? Do you know what that thing I is? I believe that there is a thing. I okay. believe that there is a thing that if you find it, it's the hard parts are okay. But you haven't found that thing. I haven't quite found that thing. What have you tried? Have you tried lots of things? Or are you still waiting for that thing to like come down in a beam of light going, oh, here I am. Yes, I've, tr I've tried lots of things. Okay, and what's that experience been like for you? Temporary. Temporary? Yeah. That's a time evaluation. Has it been a positive experience or a painful experience? Uh, it's, yeah, it's good. I, if I could be like a, maybe a lifetime trier outer of things. Yeah. No, that's okay. I got a buddy who never watches a movie twice. Blew me away when I found this out. I have coffee with him every Friday, and I just found out he never watches a movie twice because he goes, I know how it ends. I want What's the next thing around the corner? I want to try the next thing. What's new? He doesn't, if, uh, if he knows the answer, he doesn't want to do it. He always wants to try something new and exciting. That's the draw. It's kind of the novelty. 
But again, that's, that's okay. That can be a real thing, but it also makes it hard to, you know, get good at one thing. What's the question you would ask him? I was going to ask, is there something that you keep on the back burner that you feel like you always come back around to and you feel like you're not allowed to pursue full-time? Very good question. That's probably music. What part of music? Writing music, performing music? Mm, writing, performing, producing. Okay. What works have you done to explore that? One of my goals is to write three songs to perform at open mic nights. And this is totally different. I mean, this all kind of falls in line, but. Okay. I don't think I'm gonna make, I don't think I'm gonna, I'm not looking to make it rich doing the, doing the music thing. I just wanna, just wanna do it for fun. All right, so wait right there. That's, Did you notice a shift in him? Oh, yeah, because musicians don't make any money, that's obvious. <laughs> The whole room can feel no, it. No, I right know, there. but like it's terrible. Like that's that is true for me. That is totally true, and I'm sorry. Okay, doesn't it? It's like an itch. It just went. Oh, there it is. That feels much, much better. That's that feels like an incredibly limiting belief. Where did you learn that musicians don't make money? It wouldn't be from my father for sure. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when it comes to occupations, um, often the breadwinner, oftentimes fathers, are the ones who communicate the do something to get safe, do something to get stable. And arts are often seen as unstable in reality. Okay? Yep. But it sounds like you keep coming around back to music, and you have, you have a very specific goal, three songs for an open mic night. Where? Eastburn. Okay, so you actually know where, when do they do open mic nights? Uh, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. <laughs> he knows exactly when it is. I've done, I've already done a five song set there, but okay. it was not my own stuff. You want to do your own stuff? Yes. And what's stopping you from doing your own stuff again? My stuff's probably bad. Oh, man. So... Do you actually have the songs written and you just haven't put it out in front of people or do you have to actually get them written and come up with it? I might have them written, but I'm not sure yet. I'm confused by the answer. <laughs> you sort of maybe have them written, but you're not sure? Yeah, I have like little, little, it's like, do I need to have words with these songs? I didn't put that in the goal. So like I could just get up and play three songs. I didn't say people had to like them. I just said, like, they have to be there. So I'm not super confident in my ability. So that would be a guide that I'm looking for, is someone who can help me put three songs together on an, <sighs> an open mic set. There we go. Okay. Is it okay to even ask for that, Corey? Do you, what do you notice inside as you're, as you're even phrasing that? That's what I want to say. It's definitely not going to happen. There's not going to. It's definitely not. Yeah. I really echoed that last, uh, you mentioned that afraid to ask for help because you can't or you don't have to. And then typically it's only when the water's like super like on your tiptoes that I ask for help. And then by that time it's ugly. Got it. So, Corey, it sounds like you want someone who can help you write three songs or just listen to the songs you've already written or once you write them. 
yeah, to listen to my my ideas and what I've got recorded so far and say maybe where to go from here. Do you want someone who's already a, mu a musician or has musical ability? Or do you I want would, someone who has no, they're just an audience that is willing to listen? I would love it if this person has made some money playing music. Okay. Like, has, has played regular shows. Like that's my goal. If, okay. Is the, the second goal or you know, whatever goal yeah. is actually being able to charge people money to hear me at some okay. point. Okay. Let's ask Like, room. that's a goal. Like, that's a goal. To, Is it okay to, that that's a goal? Yeah, to, to you know, s sell a hundred tickets to a show is the goal. Is that okay, everybody? Yeah. Is that a reasonable goal? I think so. I think it's fantastic. Nikki, I'll get to you in just a second here. Um, is there any musicians in the room who've made money performing. Nikki, we'll come to you. Forgot the octopus here. Musicians in the room who've made money. Let's see if we can connect with someone. Ready, catch. Oh, I'll hand it to you. There you go. I don't see the eyes. Whatever, I can talk loud anyway. So, I am a musician. I'm the only girl in a band. We do make money at all of our gigs now. Nice. And so, I could totally listen to what you have, and I could maybe help you build on it or whatever. Nice. So, we should totally talk tonight. Perfect. Corey, you willing to talk to Nikki? Yeah. Nikki, you willing to talk to Corey? Yeah. Yeah. No, no messing around there. Anyone else? Oftentimes, so far, we've had kind of multiple peoples or other options. Nikki is fantastic. Anyone else? Val is going to say, you've got some hidden talents I don't know about here. You, you doing some stand-up open mic? Are you aware that um, Charlie from our worship team has just released a CD of his own? And is, he just recently had a CD release party. So you might want to talk to Charlie. That's a good idea. <laughs> what would stop you from doing that? <clears throat> Nothing. Nothing? No fears, no limiting beliefs in the way of that? Hold on a second. Hold on. It's too good. Very, very good. I'm glad you're willing to say that. Catch, Ben. <clears throat> I was just going to say that you're saying nothing, but your nonverbals are not communicating what your words are communicating. It looks like there's something that would be limiting you from going and maybe even connecting with Charlie about it. I'm not in the trusting enough place to share that, actually. So there's, there's something that's, that I don't really want to talk about. Okay. That's that fine. I'm just going to hold. And that's totally and, fine. And I'm cool, though, with reaching out to Charlie. Great. And that's fine. You don't have to give Charlie us that story. And Nikki. Yeah. I'm glad you're aware of that, and I'm glad you're recognizing that there's some incongruence. And it's okay that the rest of us see it, but you don't have to give words to it. But the fact that you're standing up there and you're willing to continue to allow us to speak into your world here and challenge you in this way, that takes guts. It took you six blocks to get here to, to find the find the courage to talk about this, yeah? And it isn't, it isn't the job thing, but do you think this 
connects to the job thing at all. Yes, definitely. It, yes, definitely it does. I would say that the room has seen a, a shift in you when you kind of landed on music and we watched all of the limiting beliefs get in the way and some of those prevalent stories and there was actually less ambiguity in that portion of the conversation than there was at the beginning of the conversation. There was again a lot of kind of uh, uh, amorphous kinds of stuff and then this got some real concrete stuff. That's what you were looking for is, I need to land somewhere. Would you, again, are you recognizing that? Where you, it felt like it kind of, it landed on something? Now, whether you make it in music or not, I don't know. But this is worth exploring right now and seeing if this leads to the next thing, to the next thing. Even if music is, okay, I learned how to get over this hump in music, now I can take that same skill set and I can apply it to a job. It has nothing to do with music, but the same skill set. Again, as a challenge course facilitator, I watch people jump off of 40-foot platforms all the time with ropes. Not a lot of practical skills there, but when they do that, they're gonna go, now I got the courage to do that, now I can go talk to my boss. Now I can have this conversation. Now I can reach out for this. So it has the same muscles, even though it's not the same activity, if that makes sense. So, talking with Nikki, talking with, what was his name? Charlie. You think you can do those two things? Yes, I can do those two things. Now, what's going to be disappointing is I don't get to get the end of the story here, but I can't wait to hear through the grapevine how this might have turned out for you because I'd love nothing more than to hear you go, I got three songs, I did it open mic night, I enjoyed performing, it, it did something for me, and, and it got me to the next thing, whatever that is, whenever that is. Corey, thanks so much for being willing to let us poke at you, you a little guys. bit. I really appreciate it. Well done. Isn't it fun watching people land and just go, oh, there it is. It is a joy to watch people genuinely uh, come to conclusions, wrestle with things. And again, remarkably courageous to stand up here and to say, I know what it is and I don't want to say. That's okay. Anyone else can do that if they want. So, one mic, no waiting. We got some, you want to go here? Perfect. Remind everyone of your name, please. My name's Justine. Justine? I guess butterflies means it's my turn. <laughs> it is. Butterflies are good. So the first evening that I came up here, several of you probably remember, I was unable to really identify something that I wanted to ask for. But I was able to identify a lot of things that I was struggling with. And I've since come to realize that that is kind of a barrier of mine. I'm willing to share some of my struggles, some of the things I'm having a hard time with in order to, av to avoid asking for what I really want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even um, recognizing in myself what I really want. Um, and I think a limiting belief in that is that I've always believed that I'm not allowed to ask for what I really want. And yeah. if I do, then other people will question whether or not I'm really allowed to have it. <laughs> whether that's a valid request. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then I'd have to, you know, justify whether or not I should really be asking for that. Yeah. So I remember you saying that I jumped on the homework before you even assigned it. Okay. <laughs> to a, to a, um, 
approach you and talk to you and try to you know sort things out and find a guide and things right. like that. Right. But um, yeah, I've been going through a process of just trying to find guides for things that I would normally be afraid of finding guides for and reaching out in lots of different ways. And I'm um, reached out for my art. I'd really like to start selling my art. Yeah. Um, and that's a big one for me. And bigger than that right now is to try to figure out my career and okay. figure out something that I want to do. Um, or rather, figure out the steps to take to get there. So I want to be a counselor. And I'm going back to school for it. I decided that at the beginning of the year. And now it's time where I need to actually pick a school. <laughs> and yeah. I thought I had picked a school. Okay. But I need to actually whittle it down to the school that I want. And I'm, I'm more giving an update. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But, um, yeah, so actually, if I can share, mm -hmm. I had spoke to Paul last week afterward, and um, some of you might have noticed that uh, my face wasn't dry. <laughs> I was trying to actually ask for what I deeply desired and what I really wanted, and that is to have a guide in trying to pick a school, and that is to ask someone who I respect, who I recognize is in a leader, spiritual leadership position, which is, is you, <laughs> mm -hmm. who I recognize as being accomplished and asking and stepping out and asking if you would be willing to guide me. Um, and you offered to coach me for a short period of time, give me a couple of um, sessions where I can sit down and chat with you about it um, yeah. and encourage me to find a guide yeah. thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm helping you work through the questions of how to find a school, what schools are good for counseling, why this school over that, why counseling this program over that kind of thing. Yeah. Because it might be something I have some experience in. Just a little bit, Just maybe, little bit. you guys think so? Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. So she came up and asked, and if it worked out, it did work out, and we're going to sit down and chat over picking a school. And what was it like? actually asking for what you wanted and doing that with me. Why do you think it stirred up the emotion? I definitely broke down, didn't I? <laughs> you did a little bit. Yeah, um, it was very difficult because I felt like I wasn't allowed to have it and I felt like I was gonna be rejected. And what happened? Well, you didn't reject me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're um, accepting of my request and yeah. willing to let me know what you were willing to invest in me. Yeah. And you didn't leave me guessing. Yeah. One of the things that I, I would love for people to hear is she's made one step. She's, she's, asked, she's learned how to overcome that one obstacle, asking for what she wants. She asked me very directly after kind of coaching her to get there, and she was able to ask very directly. I was able to say, here's what I can offer you. Here's, here's the parameters I have around that. Now, I wish that that one experience that we had right over on that pew right there was enough for it to be transformative in your life. You've done it the first time. Now you have to practice doing it again and again and again, over and over and over again, not just with me, but with other people and other people and other people. Again, that's that process that we learn is once you do it one time, you have to get really, really good at it. But usually the first time is oftentimes the hardest time. So my hope is the next time you do that, it will make you only want to throw up a little bit, not a lot. 
well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did have done it a couple more times. Wonderful. And I actually had coffee with somebody this weekend. Nice. Um, yeah, it was pretty fantastic. It becomes addictive, doesn't it? It's it like, does. hey, let's keep asking people for stuff. Well, I was talking to a friend of mine out swing dancing and just mentioned what I really want. Yeah. And they said, hey, this person's actually in school to be a counselor. You should wow. talk to them. And so we got to talking and I ended up up going out to coffee with her this weekend. It was great. Perfect. <laughs> Very nice. Very. I'm so glad to hear that. Thanks for catching us up. I appreciate it. Well done. <laughs> A little free tidbit here when it comes to asking for things, kind of to land on that, um, or how to validate your own feelings or questions or experiences. Um, I use the acronym ALARM, okay? Are your actions, or in this case we can actually say requests, um, are they legal, appropriate, respectful, and moral? So when it's actions, it spells alarm. When it's requests, it's alarm. doesn't work. But are they uh, uh, legal, appropriate, respectful, or responsible, and moral? So is it, is it when she asked me to give her guidance on picking a school for counseling, is that a legal thing to do? Is she allowed legally to ask me for help? Yeah, sure. There's nothing illegal about that. Is it appropriate? Is it appropriate to ask me? I can't think of anything that's inappropriate about that. Um, is it respectful to do that towards me? Is it responsible to do that towards me? Yeah, it doesn't, bre doesn't breach any of those. And is it moral? Does it break any moral code asking for me for help? If it doesn't bre breach any of those, then you can do things, you can try things. Now what will happen is, some of those are subjective. The appropriate piece and the respectful piece typically are the two that are um, subjective. Legal's pretty easy to figure out and moral's a lot easier to figure out as well. But some people are going to go, wait a second, by doing that, you were irresponsible. You were disrespectful. Okay? A woman shouldn't talk to a man and ask for guidance in that way. I mean, that could be someone's belief system. And you're going to have to go, wait a second, that... Given the context, given the experience, given anything, that's not, that's not inappropriate, but someone might think that about me, and we can't control what other people think. And there's a lot of freedom when you just stop going, I'm going to try to make everyone else think good about me. That's exhausting. It rarely ever works. Rarely ever works. So, just a little freebie on kind of determining um, are your actions, uh, are you allowed to do things or not do things? Covers those things pretty good. Yes. Oh, keep going. <laughs> I was just going to share that um, you were respectable with your answer as well, because as a married man as well, he did take into consideration his marriage, and he did share with me that, you know, considering my respect for my marriage, it will happen in his office, and it will also, he, so he put, he set up parameters, and he said it will only be a couple of times. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Again, those are just principles I, I maintain professionally, and I don't want anyone to be confused by those things, so it's better to tell people up front. So, very, very nice. Thank you, Justine, very much for sharing that. Anyone else want to give us updates or fill us in on what you've tried or how it turned out? Sure, come on up. Come on over. Give everyone your name. Um, Ian. Ian. Um, I relate very much to Corey's story uh, 
I have a lot of interests as well, and uh, have pursued some of them up to a point. But, um, for example, I do write. I write stories, and uh, I write nonfiction as well. Uh, I, I'm into photography. I take a lot of pictures. Um, I play music, but I don't. Okay, so here's the catch. Yep. Um, I tend not to actually follow through, so hmm. I'm not uh, sending my stories out to hmm. those kinds of small publications that would uh, actually publish them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, I don't, I have memory cards with hundreds of photos on them, but I don't take the time to send them to the people that would appreciate them or, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, so, and I, I even uh, touched bases with Stephen, who graciously offered to read some of my stuff. How and, about that already? And I, yeah, but I have neglected to actually follow through again. I, huh. So my goal has to be not, you know, not just to write the story or the play or the poem, but to get off my butt and, and actually send it out or share it with somebody, take that chance. What do you think the limiting belief is that's keeping you from following through? Well, it's very much like Corey's. Uh, there's always some uh, sense that um, I've got a emergency, I've got car repairs to deal with, and so I've got to make some money, and uh, you know, somehow or other, it, it always gets pushed down to the bottom of the list. Um, because of ty tyranny of the urgent? Um, and I guess I'm, I'm not, I haven't been, I mean, I may be ADHD, I'm not sure about that, but I, I, I get caught up in many things. I get caught up in politics, I get caught up in, um, yeah. my, I read a lot, I read a lot of books about spirituality, and so I'm drawn to many things. So, so what can we help with? What's the goal you would like? Is the it goal follow is, through? The goal is, uh, yeah, following through. Is to follow through. And, uh, and I need to, uh, you know, uh, start doing something with the stuff that I've already created. Sounds like you've already got that set up in place with Stephen here, as you've already kind of... Yeah. You will, are you willing? Here, hold on to that. We're not done yet. Are you, are you willing to say, Stephen, you've offered, and I haven't followed through yet, just like Birgit said, I, I screwed up, and I, yeah. need to, I need to take another run at it. Yes, exactly. So. And that'd be okay with you, Stephen? Absolutely. So now... I'm going to see if I can um, help you out a little bit here. Um, when would you like to do that this week? Uh, they're all snickering because they're glad they didn't get the question. <laughs> when today, when this week would you like to do that with him? I'll try to... Uh, you can use the microphone. Oh, um, I'll try to get that done this evening. Um, well, actually, I won't be able to do it no. this evening. Um, I'll have to do it... I'll just try to get it done this week. Okay, by what, when this week? Again, I want you to notice when it's by, kind of ambiguous of this okay. week, it, it tends to, right. you can, is that Friday, is that Sunday, is that, so give me a day. Um, 
I will say uh, the day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Today's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. By what time Wednesday? Um, by 5 p.m. By 5 p.m. How will you contact him? By uh, email, by phone, by email, text? Email. By email. And what are you going to send him? Um, I think I'll send a story and maybe uh, some dialogue from a play. Got it. So by 5.30 on Wednesday evening, you're going to email Stephen dialogue from a play that you've written. Yeah. By 5 o'clock. Did I say 5.30? <laughs> I gave you an extra half hour there, buddy. You should have jumped on it. Okay, by 5 o'clock. Is that doable? Fantastic, Ian. Thank you very much. You've already got a measurable goal. Pat, perfect. Well done. Well done, well done, well done. Anyone else? Anyone else? Todd. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. What, remind everyone what you wanted to do. I wanted to start a business selling billiards accessories. Billiards accessories. What have you done since, the, who was your guide? Um, Becca. Becca. What, how did you guys communicate? What did you guys do? Oh, well, we met after that session and uh, talked for a while, while, put kind of a plan in place to meet again okay. at a coffee shop. Okay. Um, and then that night she emailed me homework. <laughs> a guy that gives homework. Someone <laughs> after my own heart. That's wonderful. Okay. What was the homework? Uh, I was to start a Facebook business page. A Facebook business page. Did you do it? Yes. All right. And I was to download Instagram onto my phone and try to start working with that. Okay. Which is a whole new world for those who aren't familiar with it, isn't it? I don't understand Instagram. Okay. So you might need a new guide on how to understand Instagram. I'm with you on that one. I can't help you at all. <laughs> okay. So did you start an Instagram account? Um, I downloaded one, the program. I started an account, but I haven't been able to do anything with it because I just don't understand it. So I'm trying to find a further guide through Perfect. Becca or someone else to understand that. But you downloaded the app. Well done. Okay. Yeah. What else did you do? Um, I was supposed to, for Instagram, make a list of hashtags. Whatever a hashtag is. Whatever they are that okay. would direct people my way if they were searching, you know, hashtag billiard supplies or hashtag right. cold cues yeah. or, you know, whatever. Pound, pound sign billiards. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I made a list of about 40 or so. Great. Things like okay. that. Okay. Very um, nice. And then we met for coffee. And before that, I had produced some prototypes. Really? And, and brought those and showed her. Okay. Um, and she wanted me to then develop a cost analysis of how much it would cost to make each one. Wow, this is a brutal guy. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> and uh, how many hours I was putting into each one and how much I wanted to make an hour for my time. Nice. So started working on all that and we did a SWOT analysis. Okay. Uh, strengths, weakness, opportunities, and tasks. Nice. So she asked me what my strengths were, what my weaknesses were, yeah. what kind of opportunities were out there. Wow. And we developed a list of tasks to get those things yeah. accomplished. Um, and Did you just die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Struck gold. Man. 
Um, Fantastic. And I was uh, strongly encouraged to get a domain name. Wow. As soon as possible. Did you do that? I did. What is, did you get a domain name? What is the URL? It's star at shootandirty.com. That star at shootandirty, that'd be an email. That means just a star thing. And so when someone searches for my domain, no oh. matter what they put in front of it, it'll take you to shoot and dirty. No kidding. So they could say pull cues at shoot and dirty. They could say I'm stupid at shoot and dirty.com, you whatever. And that star symbol no means kidding. that the, it takes it and directs it to it. I just learned something. I thought I knew a lot about technology. I just learned something new. I love, this is fantastic. Okay, so shoot and dirty sounds like the business name. Shoot and dirty is the business name. And All right. It has to do with dirty pool. Yeah. You know, shooting yeah. dirty. It's just a catchy name. Yeah. Bigger people in the billiards world would like it. Fantastic. Okay. Um, let's see here. What else do we do? Um, yeah, oh, he's someone who Thank follows you. them on Facebook. Yes. So do I. All right. Very nice. Um, let's see. I, I built a starter online store using Wix. Okay. With my son who. <laughs> helped me with that kind of a thing. Nice, okay. Um, I signed up for an account with Square, which okay. was also homework from my guide. Yeah. And from someone else. Square like payment. Square like payment. Okay. So when I go somewhere and someone wants one, I can just whip out my Square, put it in my phone and get paid. Wow, okay. Um, so I signed up for that and that's not quite here yet in the mail. That is coming. Um, yes. Man. Um, I purchased business cards, which was another assignment. Yeah. And so far I've handed out about 40 of them. And if anyone wants one, I got a bunch. <laughs> nice little plug. I like it. That's great. Okay. Um, since then, I've got orders for five units. Five. Holy smokes. And the first order was the night I came forward, someone talked to me afterwards. Really? And said they wanted one. Someone here? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are they here? Yeah. Did you give it to them yet? No, they're going to okay, buy so it tonight. They're live? Sure. Okay. I'm going to yeah. sit here and watch this because this is just more fun. <laughs> walk, um, us, walk us through it. Who, who bought one from you? Uh, Benjamin Beck. Okay. Ben, where me. are you? Come on up. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Very good. Okay. What did he buy? Well, I have uh, some prototypes over here of kind of what I'm making, some of which are the ones that are already sold to other people. Okay. And some of which, yeah, you bet. And some of which are, um, I learned that I could also just refurbish other people's and make money doing that. So How about that? I've been doing that. Very um, nice. Here, you can put it on the stool over here. Come up front here so everyone can see. Put it on the stool. Which one's Benjamin's here? He's got to choose. Oh, man. It's like Christmas. Okay, so um, this is what the base model is. Base model. So this, again, is for pool players, and they want to have their pool cues not fall over, so you can clamp it to a table like that. Yes. Not this isn't a good table for it, but... It's got a very narrow edge. Yep. And you can put your pool cues in there. So what I saw was when I was out playing pool, people have $1,000 plus cues in league, and they're leaning them up against a table, up against a cup or something like that. 
and people come along and are you know in a bar and they're kind of a little bit and they kick it accidentally and they fall and they hit the ground and they get damaged so I figured we could do something that would help hold them and I had seen some ideas out there like that and that's when I refurbished for somebody these and are nice there's that one there it's like a store up here and then this is awesome this one is uh, a double skull kind of thing because you know people in cool world kind of like that stuff skull so do I kind of can you see the skull kind of made that there? one for myself good idea <laughs> Good idea. And the chalk thingy there? Uh, if you, you People lose their chalk all the time, so this has a magnet on the bottom, which isn't my idea, but someone does, does this. So I put a magnet in the chalk holder, in the pull cue holder, so it can hold there and stay in place. And I decided to do it all using reclaimed wood. Reclaimed wood. So I scoured Craigslist for free oak and free <coughs> hardwoods and picked up a bunch and um, so that keeps my costs down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyways, wow. lots of stuff. And so there's basically three styles here, and he gets to choose which style he wants, and then I'll custom make just that one for him in a color he wants, that kind of thing. Unless he wants this one right now, it's ready to go. But it's up to him. You want that one? All right. That's uh, $60. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. He didn't blink. He just said $60, and he said, okay. <laughs> so wow. this is my very first transaction. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. This is There you go. Awesome. Enjoy. This is awesome. Man, oh, right. man. Okay. You got to just wait a second. Talk. Someone put words to what you're feeling, what you're seeing. What is this... Do you remember him standing up here? Remember, do you remember the message that he was given by a teacher which said he's only good for the military? You might as well go die for your country. And in how many weeks? We've, we've got this. Words. Anyone want to put words to what you're seeing, thinking, feeling? Todd, I'm proud of what you've accomplished in such a short period of time. Yeah. It's inspiring. Yeah, man. Thanks, Stephen. Anyone else? Man, man, oh man, oh man. You should go and talk to that teacher and be like, yeah, should I still go to the military and take over from the country? Be like, yeah, yeah, this is what I do now. Ha! <laughs> yes, that is, that could be good. Anyone else? Just what are you thinking? What are you feeling? What are you noticing? Going inside, watching this. Yeah, yeah, it's got felt in there to protect it. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I could say that it, I mean, it's, I wish I could say it's inspiration because it is inspiration, but honestly, it's jealousy. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, and I mean that, I like I, I, that initiative to just step up and actually follow through. Um, I, I wish I had that. Um, I want to be inspired by it. Right now, I just feel jealous, Todd. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had ideas like that and I don't follow through, you know, yeah. and, and, and I, really, uh, I really respect that. 
that you just went for it and it wasn't like, oh, this is a hokey thing that we're doing at a class. You're like, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna grab you. a hold of my life and not be limited anymore. I really, it was all, it's awesome to watch it happen. And it, it had difficulties and setbacks. Oh, good catch. <laughs> for sure. <sighs> yeah, jealousy, that's a good appropriate emotion. Thank you, Garrett. There you go. Well, um, I think in the weeks since I've heard you speak, I've thought back to your story and how touching that was to hear that. And it's, um, it's super inspiring to, to know that even when we're hurt, that uh, hurt by people, that other people can come along and heal those and give us new opportunities. So it's really inspiring to see you uh, go for that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Benjamin, thank you for being willing to publicly up front invest into him. We got one more, and this is probably an important one. <laughs> um, so it's been really fun to watch um, all of this happening, and it's everything that everyone said. It's been inspiring, and it's been, I've just been really proud of how you've taken it, taken the bull by the horns and just gone for it and done something that you've talked about, not building pool accessories, but the woodworking that you've talked about for as long as I've known you of how much you love. And um, I don't really know what to say, but I just am really, really proud of you. And yeah, that's all I have right now. <laughs> There'll be more. There'll be, yeah, there'll be more on the way home. Very, very good. Any last thoughts, Todd? Um, yeah, I want to share one thing that happened. Yeah. Um, I had a big setback on Saturday. What was that? Um, thanks. thanks yeah. All right. um, the two units in there that I'm refurbishing for people, I had to strip off the color and you know totally redo them all. Um, and I customized them to their pull cues and kind of what they want. Anyways, they were done and they were drying on my bench in my shop. Yeah. And I decided to start up a tool and they fell over oh. and one broke. Oh. And another one in the wet finish got a bunch of sawdust on it. And I was devastated. Yeah. And in the past, I would have given up and thrown in the towel, I think, at that point, and just really, it would have just knocked me down. Um, but I tried to put together some skills that I've been learning here okay. in other places, and I just took a couple deep breaths. Good. And I just kind of stretched a little bit. Good. <laughs> and yeah. I realized and I said to myself, I am not any less important oh. because these dropped yeah. and I broke one. Yeah. And yes, this person might be upset when I present it to them and tell them all about it. And I just had to take a break and walk the block around Good. the neighborhood Good. and just relax and calm down. And when I came back, I picked them up and I said, well, even if I have to strip them back down, I yeah. can redo it. Yeah. If I have to build them a new one, 
I can build them a new one. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. No. And so I just, it was good to put that together and yeah. to actually have that horrible thing happen because it gave me even more confidence that I can have a big mistake. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. And I can keep going. Mistakes are allowed. Yeah. They're kind of necessary sometimes. And you still have inherent value. Yes. Yeah. That sounds like a new message. Yeah. Does it feel like allowing yourself to have that message? Yeah. So anyways, that was fantastic. Todd, I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm so glad you're willing to share with us the, the rest of the story. That is just superb. Thank you. Todd. Yeah, jealousy's a good one. That's, I understand that, Ben. Well done, sir. Well done. Man, anyone else? Anyone else want to vow, and then Debbie will come to you, okay? Nice to see you again, Val. Thank you. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay, thanks. Do you remember the last time you were up here? Yes. Do you remember what your Yes, stomach? I was scared to death. Yeah. <laughs> now you're just up here having a conversation yeah. with a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's glad great. you're here. It's fine. Thank you. Catch us up on stuff. Okay. Um, my issue is um, understanding financial realities yep. and budgeting, yep. which I have in my entire life never had to do. Yep. Um, and so my... First step was I talked to Joel Paul, who's the financial um, officer here at yeah. Imago. And actually, that's kind of the second step. A long time ago, I had a conversation with Ben that kind of motiv motivated me to get thinking about this seriously. Perfect. Um, so as a result of that conversation with Joel, I'm going to sign up for Financial Peace University. Perfect. And that's going to be at the Eastside campus in a few weeks, I Nice. Hope. And um, my friend Julie from the Reimagine Group said, I'm an FPU graduate, and I get to go for free. So if you want somebody to come along and hold your hand, I'll do that with you. Oh, so fantastic. that was really, really exciting to have oh, someone volunteer to kind of be yeah, my guide through that. Very nice. Um, I talked to, um, I have a little money in California that I inherited when my dad mm -hmm. died. And I talked to um, the financial manager there today. Mm -hmm. And I said, OK, here's my new reality. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this little bit of money and what's the most responsible way to use that sure. at this point in my life. Sure. So I have some more things to think about with Good. that. Um, the bigger question for me that hasn't been answered yet is, um, do I stay in my house? And there's a lot of other circumstances that are kind of dependent upon that. I don't know what my youngest daughter and her partner are going to do um, with my two grandchildren. Mm -hmm. He is looking for a new job. Mm. So if that takes them out of the city, out of state, I have mm. to determine, do I want to be a long distance grandma? Or these are my only two grandkids. and. Yeah. Just between you and me, <laughs> um, my gr my daughter is hard. 
um, she is really not capable of being a full-time mom mm. without a lot of assistance. Mm. Um, mm. She just doesn't have the emotional makeup for it. Yeah. Needs a lot of support. And um, so that's a big unknown for yeah. me right now. So okay. trying to weigh that into the equation. And so the other side of that is I have a lot of people telling me, well, that's all well and good, but you need to do what's good for you. Right. And that's really hard for me because yeah. I've never, you know, the other part of my personality is um, I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. And um, I have never put myself first. Mm. So trying to make a decision based on what's good for me seems really foreign. Yeah. So I'm struggling with that. It's a whole new muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and let's see what else. Um, there was something else, and it's escaped. It escaped. But that's it's okay. in progress. <clears throat> oh, and I, I, one of the other things that's just recently, I mean, you guys are going to laugh, but, you know, when you think about $5 this week at Starbucks, that's $20 a month. That's $240 a year. And I, I have never thought about it that way before. Yeah. And, you know, it was just there because yeah. I had it and I yeah. didn't have to account for it. Nope. So um, that's, that's been a new sort of revelation in terms of how do I, um, and, and the reality is I can plan for Starbucks if it's in the budget. Sure. May not mean I can't go every week, but maybe I can go once a month. Yeah. So I, it, having to think about this in new ways yeah. is expanding my yeah. My horizon, so that's been good. Yeah, everything, so, everything takes on a new reality. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. So it's still a work in progress, but good. It's, it's moving forward. Well, I'm, very, I'm very excited for you. I'm glad that you are, you have a, a, a program that you're gonna go sit with, you have someone who's going with you. Again, that, that person in the chair next to you is gonna make it a lot better, a lot easier. You can ask questions. And you're talking familiar language, so other people who've been through financial peace can also just come alongside you and go, yeah, what about this, what about that? And they can help you get clarification on all of those things. Val, thanks for catching us up, I appreciate it. Thank you. Very thanks good, you're very welcome. One thing to consider, again, a little um, side note here, um, for individuals who are learning how to um, validate their own feelings and, again, appropriately um, place their needs into uh, a priority position rather than kind of the people pleaser or putting their needs second. Um, when that's a new muscle, when you're trying to learn how to do that at first, um, <clears throat> what I usually tell people is it's okay to actually write down, say out loud, whatever it is that you want to do. Saying what you want isn't actually doing it. It's okay to give yourself permission to say, you know what, I think I'd like to have this kind of home. Saying it out loud doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're demanding it. It doesn't mean that you've gone out and bought the home. Some people are even afraid to dream out loud. It's like sneaking peeks at the brochure of, of Hawaii, of, man, I really like to go to Hawaii someday, but I'm not allowed to tell anybody, so I'm going to see if I can look at it. It's okay to go, I think I want to go to Hawaii, and I'm going to look at the brochure. 
You haven't, you haven't spent any money on it. You haven't taken time off work. You haven't done anything. So give yourself permission to learn how to dream first. And then when you get permission to dream, it actually, you'll find out it becomes clear, clearer which ones you actually want to implement, what you want to put into practice. After you dream, for it, dream about it for a while, you actually go, you know what? Once I think about it, I don't actually want to do that anymore. This is more important to me. I'd rather do this over here. But you're allowed to dream. Val, you're allowed to dream. Everyone's allowed to dream, to put, put, some, put some energy behind what they want. Doesn't mean you always get what you want, but you're allowed to dream about what you want. Okay? I remembered the other thing I wanted to say. Okay. Um, one of the things that Ben and I talked about quite a while ago was the possibility that maybe in the realm of possibility you might want to think about um, adding some extra work. What other ways can you yeah. supplement your income? Yeah. So, you know, I've kind of been thinking about that. I yeah. don't have a college degree. I've done basic retail kind yeah. of stuff. But, and that's fine. I don't have to work. And talking to my financial guy today, he said, look, you really only need to work like three days a week. Perfect. And um, Saturday at Love Portland, at the school that we were at, yeah. the um, woman who was the administrator there said, you know, we have these programs, and she was really cute about it. She said, yeah, I'm not gonna look at the seniors here, and then she <laughs> turned and looked at us, um, but there are programs at that school that provide stipends wow. for seniors to come in and mentor these little nice. kids and kind of walk along with them. Aww. So I kind of thought, wow, that's that something I can do. I taught kindergarten for two years, yeah. you know, kindergarten and first grade, and I and that's a realm that I know and feel comfortable with, and it wouldn't be scary. Yeah. I don't have to wear a suit. I don't have to get on the yeah. max and go downtown. It's five minutes from my house. Yeah, look at that. So oh, fantastic. That is good. That is great, Val. I'm so glad to hear that. tag that real fast. When you give yourself permission to dream, you now actually are more aware of the opportunities that when they come up. If you hadn't given yourself permission to, maybe I could start working, maybe I could do this, maybe this is in the realm of possibility, then when that pr opportunity presents itself, it just goes right over you because it's not even, it's not even in your, pr your purview at all. But if you start to dream, then it's like, oh, here's someone who has an opportunity. Maybe I can go talk to them. Again, you find out more about it. Works, it doesn't work, I don't know. But you, you start to catch those little opportunities. It's, it's remarkable how it happens that way. Debbie, you wanted, to, you wanted to share something else. Perfect. Here's the microphone. So, I'll stand right here so with you. So last week I was talking about needing to write this advocacy letter. And yeah. um, I went to start it um, the next day and realized that I had accidentally deleted half of the document. Oh no. And that um, my most recent update was from April. Oops. And uh, so I took a day or two off and went back to it um, when I wasn't upset okay. and realized that the majority of what I lost was a part that I had been contemplating not putting in. Perfect. Because um, I thought it was a little too extreme. Mm -hmm. And um, so okay. I've been working on it. And okay. when I sit down to work, I, I get this usual anxiety. And mm. I just like take a breath and say, OK, this but it's delusion. Hmm. Um, I'm not really gonna, you know, I don't have to take care of people and I can say something that's hard to say and yeah. I'll be safe. Yeah. And um, 
Very good. So, and I was really intrigued by your metaphor yet, yet last week about the um, habit story and the the warrior mm -hmm. hesitating and then charging forward. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminded me of the scene in Forrest Gump, yeah. where the legless guy is hanging from the mast yeah. in the storm, and he's yeah. screaming and yelling, and yeah. it's like, um, I'd like to hear more about what do you do when that emotional monster comes up that makes you want to scream and fight and back down. Oh, that makes you want to back down. Yeah, like maybe you can. I don't know if there's something more to unpack about that, but... Uh, clarify the question a little bit more. Well, I'm not sure well, I'm tracking. like for me, when my anxiety comes up. Got it. And it's not necessarily even a conscious thing. Yep. But there's just this fear. Yep. And yeah, you're like, not going to like, like the answer. It's like, what do I say to that fear? Yeah, okay. That's a great question. You're not going to like the answer, but it's a very good question. Um, doing okay there? One more step. There you go. Um, by the way, I showed that clip last year here in the series that I did. Um, Lieutenant Dan, <clears throat> great scene. Um, most people, when they handle, when they experience a strong level of anxiety, some people can get as far as having a panic attack. That's where your heart is beating so hard, your palms sweating. Some people believe that they're actually having a heart attack. It's that strong. Um, and most people, when they start to experience that level of anxiety and emotional reaction, the very first thing they do is, I gotta stop it. And so they try to, they actually clinch up, they actually say, oh, I gotta make this stop, I gotta make this stop, I gotta make this stop, and they're actually freaked out by the experience itself. They're not even freaked out about what caused the experience, the topic of the anxiety. Um, and then what happens is once that, once that panic attack passes through, they start moving into a cycle of, I hope that never happens again, I hope that never happens again, I hope that never happens again, I really don't want that to ever happen again. And the minute they start to have some level of anxiety, what do they think to themselves? It's happening again, oh my gosh. And they actually ramp up. And because they have a fear of being afraid, they have anxiety about having anxiety. It starts this beautiful um, replicating cycle over and over and over again, and people end up with panic disorders, and, and it's a very real thing, and it's, it's incredibly um, debilitating. So the, what you do with it, again, is very counterintuitive, and yet it's probably been one of the most helpful things that happens, which is you start to recognize, man, I am really anxious about something. My heart's pounding, or I have these really strong feelings, and you go, I'm anxious about this. I have these really strong feelings, and I'm not going to make them stop. In fact, I'm going to study them. Wow, what's going on? My heart's beating really hard. Man, my stomach's, my stomach's going. I can feel these waves of heat and cold move through my body. Oh, here it goes. Now it's down there. Now it's up here. Oh, there it goes back down again. You actually study it. You become curious about it. You go, wow, isn't this fascinating? Because the reality is, all it is is heightened bodily sensations. By the way, a lot of people pay really good money for those experiences when they ride on roller coasters. But because you're paying for it and you know it's coming, I mean, let's go get on this thing and, and drop down the Tower of Terror at, at, at Disneyland, and that's, we love those heightened bodily sensations. Some of us do, some don't. But some of us do, 
and yet when it happens and we don't know the cause of it or it's not scheduled, it's like, oh my gosh, this is terrible, and it's never going to end. So instead you go, huh, I get a roller coaster for free. This is awesome. Sucks that it's happening in the middle of work right now, but it's happening. And so waves are coming up and down, up and down, up and down. Isn't that interesting? Wow, okay, they're getting stronger, they're getting lighter. Okay, I'm just going to keep watching them come. And then the way to get out of the loop every time is to go, okay, I want more. I want my body to experience more. If something terrible is going to happen, I want it to happen right now. I'm sick and tired of all this drama. I'm sick and tired of worrying about it. So if, if I'm actually going to have a heart attack, let's have a heart attack right now at work where there's other people around me and they can call 911. But if something's going to happen, let's get it over with right now. So I want more. And you actually try to make more in your body. And the minute you do that, your body goes, oh, okay, they got the message. I can relax now. Everything's fine. And it tends to go away faster, which is, again, counterintuitive. It's the Chinese finger puzzle. You remember those things? <coughs> Kiddo, you want to get some water? Would you mind doing that? Thank you. Um, you put your finger in these Chinese puzzles, and the minute your, your finger feels that tightness, your brain goes, pull. And what happens when you pull? It gets tighter and tighter and tighter. And if you have the really the really good ones that aren't cheaply made, you literally can't get your fingers out. They, you, you will be stuck there for a long time. You have to counterintuitively push into it to get out of the trap. That's what happens when you have these really, really strong anxiety feelings. As you say, you say, yep, those are there. I accept that they're there. I'm not going to change that they're there. They're there for a reason. Let's have more. And then your body goes, ah. And then you can go on with life, and you can do what you need to do. It's a good question, Debbie. Thank you very much for asking. Thank you, kiddo. Mm. One more. Come on up. Maybe two. We'll see. I'm going to leave time for Ben. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Hi. Catch us up. Um, oh. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I'm Julia, um, yeah. and I wasn't sure that I was going to come up tonight. So. Okay. Um, I was here, I think, three or four weeks ago, um, and my goal was that I wanted to get out of my cycle of feeling close to God and then yeah. distant and just not prioritizing him. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to find three guides. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to meet with Justine and with Abigail and with Terry. Wow. Um and uh it was really cool to see how um those three meetings all kind of blended together and um I am definitely still in the process. Good. I um um, I think the measure that I had was uh, spending time in the Bible, okay. um, which is what I thought would be kind of like my primary goal, and yeah. I've definitely spent some time doing that, um, but I'm realizing that a lot of those same scripts play in my head of like, oh, like, yeah, you've been doing this for three weeks, but it's going to go away. Oh. Um, but what's been cool is just the encouragement I've received from those three ladies. And yeah. I wanted to kind of share some of the, sure. like, 
assignments and the takeaways. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Thank so you. So I guess meeting with Justine was great. We, we grabbed coffee, and she told me about heart change, and I'm thinking of signing up for October. And Wonderful. it was just really cool um, realizing, like, we had a lot of the same tendencies and um, seeing someone who's been through that yeah. process um, was really affirming and um, realizing like, oh, okay, she can do it and she's doing it well and she's still alive. Like, there's a, there's a chance for me. <laughs> there is, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really cool just to like have that experience and uh, meeting with Terry was great. We, she was so welcoming and had me over for dinner and, um, wow. and it was really cool to hear uh, her experience of just, if you, is it okay if I, yeah, if she, she um, stopped reading the Bible for a period of time. She was like, I'm not doing this for the right reasons. I'm going to stop until, like, God um, moves her to do it with the right reasons. So we had this really cool conversation about mm. how I can find God in other ways. Mm. And so she really encouraged me to... Um, open up my schedule because nice. I think I tend to um, I fill my schedule up with with things and I mean I lead a home community and I do a lot of stuff and realizing talking to Terry that a lot of my things was just going through the motions and yeah. I think maybe that was contributing to some dryness and so it was cool like realizing like oh I like to listen to podcasts and sermons like I can download podcasts and sermons and that can be something yeah. like that I can do and not yeah. just like Bible time or something specific in the morning, like being open to meeting God outside of just like those confines. Nice. And then talking to Abigail, she uh, challenged me to change my um, prayer. So for this past year, I've been praying like, God, I want to love you. And I'm realizing I don't like truly love you and help me to love you. And so she challenged me to, um, change that to God, show me how you love me. Because she was saying, wow. yeah, that, that I can only give back to him. Like I reflect back to him what he gives to me. Fantastic. So I've been writing down um, wow. uh, instances that I feel like God's saying I love you and I wanted to share some yeah, if that's okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay, so just a couple. Um, uh, I was started praying to God that week after talking to Abigail, and um, the first devotional I opened up, I got I get this devotional in my email called Encouragement for Today, was on the verse we love because He first loved us, First um, John four nineteen, and it was all about this woman who asks the question, "Does God still love me?" And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's interesting." Yeah. And then um, a few days later, I met up with my friend Dave, and we were just catching up, and he's like, hey, before we go, I want to pray for you, and I hadn't told him about any of these experiences yeah. or feeling distant from God, and um, during his prayer, he was like, I just want you to realize how much God loves you, and mm. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, spooky um, sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, then I went to, um, a few days later, I felt kind of like prompted to go um, check out uh, John Piper's Desiring God website, mm. and the first article that came up was called Does God Like Me? Oh, <laughs> and it wow. was all about uh, understanding God's love for us, and yeah. um, I have 13 things that I've written down, wow. like, over these past few weeks, and... That's superb. Um, yeah, so... Julie, I'm so yeah. glad. Yeah. 
You've got some very good guides walking along with you. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Like you guys, uh, Justine and Abigail and Terry, you guys are amazing. Like they really, really um, appreciate appreciate everything that you guys did. Julia, thank you for sharing with us. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Very good. Wow. Wow. Anyone else? We got, okay, we'll make time for two. Come on up, Chris, and then we'll. We'll make time, right, Ben? Yeah, we will. Hi, sir. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Catch us up. So if you remember, mine was the uh, charging what I'm worth. Yes. I guess is the main one. And um, I tried to eliminate the emotion from it. And I started with doing like a cost of doing business. So how much I need to charge to break even. And then I started researching other people and what they were charging. Yeah. And then I didn't go too low, I didn't go too high, I kind of picked this middle number on a project that I was bidding. And I worked to eliminate the emotion from it. Yeah. So instead of guessing what the emotion was telling me, I just started doing the math. Doing the math. And saying, this one logically will take this much time. Yeah. And broke it down by video, by each different uh, uh, task. Uh-huh. And it came out to twice the amount that my emotion was telling me. Twice. Twice. And what was it like seeing that double number? It was unreal. Yeah. And then the emotion started playing in saying they're never going to go for that. Yeah. They're never going to go for that. What's happened since then? They went for it. <laughs> So, and how does that feel? There's still, well, there's this and there's that, and there's still doubt sometimes. Yeah. And then other things happen uh, with other clients. Um, don't get me started about PayPal at the moment. Okay. And disputed charges. Yeah. But um, just things happen when other things, like every time something good happens, something negative happens, and. Yeah. It's just a nice balancing <laughs> act. You try something new and you drop yeah. something and you bust it in half and you have to walk exactly. around the block and, and kind of calm back down. It is frustrating doing that sometimes. Especially when sometimes it's literally out of your control. Yep. yep. Um, and one final thing, the, the messages that keep coming up have just been very objective statements from people that have no reason to lie to me, just saying, hey, looked at your stuff, it's great. If, I'll keep you in mind on if something comes up in the future. I like that, objective statements from people who have nothing to gain with and they just say, I like your stuff. Yeah. I like your ability to, to evaluate the source of that message, objective statements. I think it was my wife probably that said that was the case. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's okay. Chris, thank you very much. I, I am so excited. I'm very excited. We got time. We got time. Hi. 
Nice to see you. My name's Tracy. Hi, Tracy. I'm extremely nervous. Take a deep breath. It's a little different up here, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I need help with confidence. Okay. Um, I know that's very broad. Um, I'm going to be leaving Portland um, by the end of this year. Um, so I need confidence to find a job and not to sell myself short and to uh, make friends and um, to create a new life there. I'm extremely right. nervous. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Take a yeah. deep breath. Remember that thing I just said about letting your body just kind of move through all mm -hmm. those things? It's interesting to pay yeah. attention to what happens, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You're in very good company. Right, Val? <laughs> letting your body shake? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, where are you moving to? Um, I'm moving to Arizona. Arizona. Mm -hmm. For like forever good? For permanent or like temporary? or? Well, at first I thought like this will be my last move because I've moved around a lot in my life and um, my parents are moving there. I have family already there, but I'm not going to roll it out, but okay. maybe for a while. For a while. Mm -hmm. um, what are the limiting beliefs that getting, are getting in the way of you having confidence? I know it's still broad, we'll narrow it down here, but... Um, <clears throat> I think it's a problem I've had for a, a very long time, but I'm now able to recognize it. I think through uh, some jobs that I've had, I feel like I am very good at what I do, and I think I can grow more, and I need to have the confidence to do that, and mm -hmm. like uh, the skills on a resume and in interviews, and kind of like not to settle. Not to settle. Mm -hmm. Why do you think you would settle? What's the message that would cause you to settle? <clears throat> mm -hmm. Nothing better is going to come along. This is as good as that. Yeah, gets. it's something like that. And also, when you move somewhere new, you know, I have been saving. I'm not mm -hmm. just like, hey, I'm going to go do this. Um, I've been saving, and I also don't want to stay with my family for mm -hmm. a really long time. Yeah. Although, maybe for a short period of time, it might be um, very beneficial for both parties. Okay. Um, and so there's that kind of pressure to, because okay. I think I really value a career for myself. Got it. Mm -hmm. So is it the career is the biggest concern you have? Is it finding housing? Is it finding friends? Again, you've mentioned kind of three big categories. What's the biggest concern mm -hmm. or the one that feels the biggest obstacle? Probably finding friends. I think for as far as like finding a job, I think I can find something. But finding friends is kind of, scary for me. I'm really shy. I sit in the back. If I come to church on Sundays, I sit in the very back. You know, after um, worship in the first part, then mm -hmm. they say, like, turn to someone and say hello. That's you have worst. no idea. I'm just like, oh, no. That's the worst. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> Were you here when I made you do that today? <clears throat> um, or did you come in after that part? No, I came in before. Okay. Sometimes I come in and, you know, we you do it, it. But other times it's, it's really difficult. Why do you think it's so hard to just meet people that you don't know? What's the message? Because I don't have confidence. I think I'm really, I'm shy, and I'm also kind of like, oh, if I say something wrong, like, what are they going to think? Even though I know I shouldn't really care what they think, but okay. <clears throat> I think that's, that's a really big issue for me. So people you've never met with, 
even just by standing in proximity to them, they're going to be judging you. They're going to be making assessments of you, and they're not going to like you already. Or maybe they'll think, I'm stupid, you know? Maybe I say yeah. the wrong thing, and then, you know, I'm, I don't, you know. Yeah, and then you leave a really bad impression. Exactly, and yeah. These people are going to think you're stupid. Yeah, and I, I don't want to have that belief because it's not very fun. How often do you hear that script? A lot. Yeah. And it looks like it's not very fun. Well, I'm also in front of a lot of people, too, so. Yeah, yeah. So. What do, you, what do you think that message got started that you're stupid? Well, I don't think I'm necessarily stupid. Um, people are going to think you're stupid. I think when you move around a lot and you're always new. Yeah. You know, that's. You're always on the outside. You're always on the outside, and um, you don't get to have lifelong relationships with people. I yeah. mean, people are like, oh, I have this friend in high school. They yeah. have support, and it's just like, I don't know how many times I've moved, and I don't have that anymore, and I think that's a very big problem that yeah. I can't do that because I think maybe sometimes I get there, and then it's like, no, because something's going to happen, and might as well just not go there. Might as well guard yourself early on. Yeah, because it's protecting myself. It is, and that makes perfect sense why you would do that, why I would do that, why anyone would do that. That's a very common strategy. Yeah, and it maybe it works in some cases, but you can't keep doing it forever. Yeah. It's a little ironic, but it goes back to that um, kind of that scarcity mentality yeah. again, which is if I'm going to be, I don't want to experience disappointment three years from now, five years from now, when I may have to move again. So the disappointment that may be out here five years from now, I'm going to avoid that by not having any friends for five years. Yeah. Isn't that... Or maybe I'll have only a few friends. Yeah. And then, you know, you end up spending a lot of time by yourself. And I, there's other life events yeah. that have been happening to me. And it's just kind of like, I don't really be like this anymore. And yeah. so if I'm going to move, then I want to have a life that I want. Yeah. Do you think it would be okay to have something temporarily? Give yourself over to it fully and completely, knowing it's going to come to an end, and you have to be sad about that. You're not going to actually try to avoid the sadness at the end. You actually sign up for it, going, this is a good thing now. I'm going to enjoy it, and it's going to suck at the end when it's gone, but I don't want to miss it up until now. Yeah, I have something like that. I mean, okay. I've been, I've, I've come every week, and so I've been doing some things okay. like that, and also trying not to, to isolate so much because yeah. um, it's just, it's a difficult time. I'm making yeah. all of these changes. Yeah, especially now, if you know you're leaving by the end of the year, how do you reach out to someone to help you in the here and now? Right. That does get mm -hmm. tricky. So do you know what you would look for in a guide? What can a guide help you with? I think, you know, someone who I think has confidence to talk to people and not feel scared about, like, if I say the wrong thing, if I do the wrong thing, even if I don't look like 
or you know, do the same things as other people and to be okay with that. Someone who's comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, because I'm, I'm clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, and, I, and I use that term very intentionally. Someone who's comfortable in their own skin because a lot of people equate that that personable, they can talk to anyone, is kind of an extrovert, but that's not actually the case. You can be an extrovert, you can be an introvert, and you can still be comfortable in your own skin. Mm -hmm. So you're looking for someone who can, who just, they know themselves and they're okay with who they are, and they're letting, okay with letting people see who they are, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Is there anyone who might, Hannah, you feel comfortable in your own skin? You'd be willing to talk to, I can't believe I just forgot your name. Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> Terrible. Tracy, this is Hannah. Hannah, no. this is Tracy. Would you like to have a conversation with Hannah here and find out what she can do for and with you in the, in the last few months that you're in town? Yes, of course. That would be that okay. That would be very nice. Is there anyone else who is aware that I'm comfortable with my own skin and I, can, I would love to have a conversation? Nikki, you'd be okay doing that? All right. So that's Nikki in the background. You can talk to Nikki as okay. well. Anyone else? Benjamin. See? I know your name. This is going to be it. Tracy is Benjamin. Benjamin, this is Tracy. Hello. So you just have three people right here who are now willing to start practicing with you. What would that look like? That's an interesting conversation right there. Confidence practice. I'm already scared. Yeah. <laughs> Good, thank you for telling me that. Mm -hmm. You can tell them that as well. You guys get to think through what this might look like. How would you measure knowing you have more confidence? Or, yeah. Uh, you know, one would be uh, to apply for jobs that I think I'm not qualified for, but I know that I am. That's a, that's a thing, and to also to be able to I go out into social settings that, um, you know, I can talk to people and not keep thinking, like, you got to be careful what you say, you got to be careful what you do, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Again, I'm disappointed I don't get to see the end of the story here, but I'm so unbelievably glad you came up and you were willing to stand in front of the scary people out mm -hmm. there. How's it feel right now? It's okay. It I don't want to do it every day, though. No, I wouldn't <laughs> want to do it every day either. It's kind of kind of freaky. How long have you been sitting in the back wanting to do this? Mm, for a while. For a while. I just needed some time. I want you to. I want you to very clearly understand. Even though it's the last, the last person on the last night, you still got up here mm -hmm. and you still did it and you are still willing to put yourself out there and grow and change and that is just as powerful as the person who did it on the first night and, and, and just got up here soon. You got up here and did it and I'm, I'm so glad you did. Thank you. Thanks for letting me Thank stand you. next to you. Mm -hmm. Take care. Clearly, there's more to the stories here. I'm not going to hear the end of the stories. I'm incredibly glad you guys have a place both in this community here at Imago to connect with people and to continue practicing these things, uh, more specifically at Refuge, to walk through some of the more personal things or the uncomfortable things. You can do that with each other. I would strongly encourage you, again, if you haven't done something like this, if you haven't done Refuge, absolutely check into it and and 
continue to do this experience from this summer on a day-to-day basis throughout an entire year. And when you do that for an entire year, you'll be surprised at where you end up, the transformation that happens, the change that you experience, the person you become. Thank you for letting me come and spend seven weeks with you again this summer. It's been an honor. It's been a privilege. It's been a joy to both get to know many of you and your stories um, and watching you stand up in front of the individuals here and share them in front of everyone else who's in the room. Again, you're inspiring to me. I know you're inspiring to everyone else. And um, it's an honor to, to come and sit with you again for one more summer. I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like more information, please visit allelmore.com.